0: Today is the day. It is the Pinstripe Bowl, and the Gophers are taking on Syracuse at New York Yankee Stadium. Predictions, we got them all here at Locked On Golden Gophers. You are Locked On Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Uh, Golden Gophers. Whatever it turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Be sure to hit subscribe on YouTube where we're building the community and follow us wherever you find your podcasts at Locked On Golden Gophers. Now today, we're doing our prediction show. It's been quite a while and usually... We have our co-host Tristan Spanford over on the podcast for these prediction episodes. Unfortunately, Tristan had to work late and we weren't able to make it happen for this bowl game. But we're excited to have him do that with us again over the next season. And we'll find other ways to get him on the show here and there as well. But today, we got to get you those predictions and we got to do it. So let's jump in first before we get into the over-unders, before we get into the actual predictions themselves. We got to talk about some information that dropped yesterday. Andy Greeter over at the Pioneer Press. Great Gophers coverage. If you haven't followed him on Twitter, definitely be sure to. But he broke it that Tanner Morgan has been practicing and it is cleared for this game and is cleared to play. Well, then it goes on to say that PJ Flex stated, we'll see how the game unfolds. So it bar- it brings up the question of what will happen at quarterback. And I think overall, it's something definitely to be considered. Now, Andy even went on to post a poll about what, how should it be handled? What would you prefer with four options? One being play Tanner, let him start and finish. Play Tanner in a cameo role. Tanner only comes in for a victory formation or start and ride with Athan. Now, to me, I think there's only one clear and obvious answer that works the best for this game and in this situation. And we've talked about it here on the podcast before with Tristan Spanford in a different predictions episode. In fact, it was prepping and in preparation for the senior day game. If he was cleared for then, How should the Gophers have handled that? Because Ethan was on a roll, wins were coming back in, and the question was, should Tanner play, or because it's senior day and he's done so much for the program, or do they keep riding with the young kid and getting him experience? And Tristan had a great suggestion that I think still applies now on what should happen in this situation. And that was, Trist suggested that Tanner should play the opening drive and then let Ethan take over. I think that's a great beneficial mutually beneficial way to handle this situation because if you think about it, here's why that choice makes sense. First of all, you're you're giving honor to Tanner and showing love for a quarterback that did so much for this program, helped this program progress and become what it is be been becoming and growing into over the last few years he's done a lot he's set records he's held composure he's been there throughout it all and you can't take that away from him and on top of that you can't say thank you enough for it so I think that he deserves to play in the game especially it being his final game in a gopher's uniform there's definitely you you got to get him out there in my opinion it's just a sign of respect a show of love and really through the concussions that he went through this year, giving him an opportunity to get the true send-off that he deserves. So I think if you put him out there, let him start the game, get the official start, get the first first drive, and even if you let him come in on the first play of the second drive and then let him come off the field and get that standing ovation, get that love from the fans, get that support, and really let him take that moment in, I think that is perfect. In showing respect and showing love for a quarterback who's done so much for the program. And on top of that, Ethan and his family love Tanner Morgan and his family. They have a great relationship between the families. There's nothing but love between them. And Ethan would not see it as a slight in any way if Tanner started this game and got that opportunity. I, I know that for a fact that Ethan Caligmanis and his family as well would definitely be in support and love and do whatever for for that moment and to give him that honor, give him that love. So I think there's no love lost there if Tanner gets to the start and is able to have that initial drive. Then on top of that, if you only plan for the victory formation, what happens if you don't win? Now, I don't want to if, – if the Govers don't win this game, with the players that are out and just with the defense that we have and with the skill sets and weaknesses – Between these two teams, there's no reason the Gophers should lose this game at all, if I'm being 100% honest with you. But if they don't, and you don't have a victory formation, then he doesn't get that opportunity, which is kind of a sad way to go about things. So I don't think that's the answer either. And that's same for if you plan to let him come in and finish it off if the game is in hand and you can like let him play for a few series to end the game because the Gophers are winning. Well, what if it's this high game? So there's too many ifs and buts when it comes to those two scenarios. And I think that you have to do something to show love and give that respect to a quarterback who's done so much for the program. Now, all of that said as well, Ethan needs to play in this game. I mean, he's getting tougher, non conference opponent than what we saw in this season. And he's getting it in a neutral playing field on a neutral site game. That is absolutely an experience. You want your future starting quarterback for the program to have moving forward and to be able to learn from, grow from, get a feel for and play in. He's played in the hostile whiteout environments at Penn State. He's played in the friendly home games and rivalry games. He's played in the hostile Camp Randall, Wisconsin game for the X. He's played at home. In the Iowa rivalry, he's gotten a lot of great experiences here On the road in Nebraska, he's played some tough road games. Against Nebraska, packed stadium. Against Penn State, Pac stadium whiteout game. Against Wisconsin, packed stadium rivalry game. Against Iowa at home. That's a ton of great and valuable experience to carry into your first official year of being the real starter the whole year. And being the guy, the, the how the offense is built around, it's you. Having that experience will be huge. But he hasn't played in a neutral site game, a bowl game, something that is a different atmosphere. And I think it would be extremely valuable for him to have reps and to get in a game like this of this caliber. So I think it's a useful opportunity heading into 2023 to carry the momentum and the trajectory and get started in the right way as you head into the spring season of football. So I think he absolutely needs and deserves time and many reps in this game as well. So that's why I think this is the best of both worlds when it comes to honoring a quarterback who is moving on and playing the future and getting him experience. I think that's the best solution. Let me know your thoughts down below on what you would like to see. And then we'll see what happens. I mean, in the end, we can guess as much as we want, but we won't know until that first snap happens who's in there and how it goes. So let's jump into predictions over unders. That's what we're going to talk about coming up next. And when we're speaking about over unders, you gotta talk about our friends over at Bet Online who bring you this show today. The show is sponsored by Bet Online and they have the latest trends in action when it comes to all sports, sporting bet sports betting information, news and analysis. They've got sports podcasts over there as well. Definitely give them a look and give them a shout because they always have you covered with more props, more lines, and more odds than ever. Before, so be sure to go over to Bet Online. Bet Online is where the game starts. Now, where I got some of these lines from and some of these props from was from Bet Online. So we're gonna look at some over unders and give our best guesses at what is going to happen in this pinstripe bowl game. But first, thank you for making Locked On Golden Gophers your first listen when it comes to Gophers Sports each and every day of the week and. Let's jump into this thing. So, first, we're going to talk about Mo Ibrahim, who is playing in this game. Will he have 131.5 rushing yards over or under? That line comes from Underdog, another sponsor of the show. And I think this line's kind of tough because if Mo were to play the whole game, I would say over. Syracuse's rush defense is not good. And I think he would absolutely tear them up and scorch them. That being said, I don't think Mo's going to play in this full game. I think that he'll get his honor. He'll get his flowers. He'll break some records. And then maybe after the first half, They let him sit and they let him get honored by Gophers fans as well. And they let some of the youth come in, get looks at them and move forward in that manner. So when it comes to that set of thinking, I think Mo is under that 131.5 yards. So I think he goes 131 or less. Um, I would be surprised if he got up to that 131, but I just told you the reasoning why. So I think overall Mo will be under that. I wouldn't be surprised if he got 200 even if he only plays for a half but in the end I think that he definitely breaks the records and we'll talk about that in a little bit as well. The next line that we have over under here is the uh, eighth Caligman is having over 200 passing yards 200.5 passing yards over or under. Now I said in the Uh, how or the trends against Syracuse episode that typically if you beat Syracuse the teams that have done it usually have over 200 rushing yards and under 200 passing yards so if we follow that plan then I would say under here as well I think especially I mean even if you're just taking one drive away from Ethan that one drive could add up as far as passing yards. I think I will take the under on this one, but I think it'll be close. I think he'll be somewhere in that like 185 range. I don't think the Gophers are going to pass a ton knowing that this team can be exposed through the ground game. But that being said, I think it is a great opportunity as well for them to really continue to show what's coming in the future and give Ethan a lot of love and a lot of looks and a lot of opportunity. So maybe... Maybe he does get over that 200 yard. I think there's a great line. And I think overall, it would be great to get him over that and to showcase that you can do it against a defense that is still really good against the passing game. But like I said, I think he's going to be more around that 185, close to 200. So I'm going to go under, but it will be close in my opinion. The next line we're looking at is will the Gophers get one and a half turnovers over or under? That's a tough one. That's a tough one. And I Nubin is playing in this game. Wally's playing in this game. I believe that T-Time and Jordan Howden will be in this game. So you have the no-fly zone out there really showing up and showing out. I think you will for sure get at least one turnover. Knowing that their ground game is not going to be as effective, they're probably going to have to pass a lot in this game if they get down early. And so I think you'll see at least one turnover, but two? or more. I don't know about that one. I'm going to be conservative here. I think you only get one turnover, but I could be wrong there. We'll play it more conservative on that front when it comes to turnovers, but the next line of the Gophers will score over 20 and a half points. I definitely over under on that one. I'm taking the over. I think the Gophers get over 20 fairly easily. I actually think the Gophers probably get closer towards that 30 point point mark and it has to do with some players being out at Syracuse but I think even if they were fully healthy fully up there I think the Gophers would still get closer to that 30 point mark I think many teams in general got around that 24 to 30 to even higher mark Syracuse played in a lot of high scoring games or at least in a lot of games where they gave up high scores all of their losses gave up Fairly high scores. And so I think the Gophers will get close to that. And I think they absolutely go past the 20 and a half. Now the Gophers defense will have two and a half sacks, two and a half sacks for this Gophers team would be a massive, massive thing for the defense. I think the Gophers had over two sacks in maybe two games this season, maybe two games this season. So I think, This is a tough one, but Syracuse has given up so many sacks. They've given up a ton of sacks. I believe they're like in that 111th in the country when it comes to giving up sacks. So I think the Gophers get the over on two and a half. They get three maybe in this game three or four. And I think that'll be great momentum builder for the Gophers team that struggled with creating pressure in the 22 season. I think John Joyner could get there. I think uh, Danny Sturgao could get there. I think it'll be a good, good, good opportunity for the Gophers to end the year on track when it comes to creating pressure. Now the final over under before we move into predictions themselves is again over there from underdog Brevin having over or under 34 and a half yards. I'm going to smash the over on this one. I know that I just said that Ethan would be under on the 200 and a half yards, but we're talking about 35 yards. It's all that Brevin has to get. The connection that they've been building has been real solid. And on top of that, you just got the momentum of him saying he's coming back just two days ago, coming back to run it back with this quarterback, with this team, and give it one last ride before taking his talents and trying to go to the pro levels. I think that this will be a game where he is showcased in the passing game, and he'll get around probably 50 plus yards in this one, even if we don't have a high powered passing offense in this game. So that's where we're at with the over unders. I definitely think that this will be a great one. The only line that I felt a little hesitant on was that turnovers line. Now, before we move to our predictions, I want to talk to you about our friends over at the NHTSA who bring you this message. You're hanging out with friends and you're putting a few drinks back. A few become a few too many. And as the evening comes to an end, people start to head out and you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. Whether are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police or officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you're thinking it's okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe and get a ride or plan a ride ahead of time. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever drives over or get pulled over. All right, so here we are. The predictions for the Pinstripe Bowl, Pinstripe Predictions here at Locked On Golden Gophers. And we're starting with the final score of this game, Now, I think that Syracuse, on a good day, and we'll give them a mediocre day, is going to score 10 points on the Gophers. I think the Gophers defense is legit. They're the number two or three scoring defense in the entire nation. Syracuse is losing its best offensive producer in Sean Tucker at the running back position, which we talked about over the last week and a half. And I think overall, Syracuse gets 10 points on a mediocre or good day so we're gonna give them that 10 points but just know i wouldn't be surprised if they didn't even get to the 10 that's how much confidence i have in this defense that's how much confidence i have in joe rossi and what they've shown over the entire season so we'll give syracuse 10 and we'll give the gophers like i said close to that 30 point mark in fact I'm going to give them one point above I think I'm going to give them 31 so 31 10 in the Gophers favor I could see it at 24 I could see it at 28 I think that they'll be right in that range of the 24 to 31 points for the Minnesota Golden Gophers but we're going to lock it in at 31 to 10 Gophers favor winning the pinstripe bowl and lighting the Empire State building up for the rest of Thursday night in that maroon and gold which would be a great sight to see now, on top of pass the score, who is the gopher that's going to have the best game on the offense? That's a great question. And in this one, I think, I think I'm think i going to go with Ethan calliak I think he gets it done on the ground and has maybe close to 50 rushing yards. Again, I think he finishes with close to 200 passing yards. And we'll say he has two passing touchdowns in those 31 points. So I think he has a fantastic game in this one. I think Mo will score. But again, I don't know. Usually I would say Mo in this game, especially against a rushing defense that is not very good. But I don't know how much Mo will play in the game beyond the first half. Uh, He's going to be getting ready for the pros as well. And on top of that, uh, I mean, maybe it could be an offensive line, but, but it's hard to give full credit on the offensive line when, again, you don't know who's fully going to be playing the entirety of this game. But one person that I think will play a vast majority of it is Ethan Kalikmanis on this one. So I'll lock him in as the best game for the offense. Now flipping it over to the defensive side of ball, I've got, who do I have? I have Cody Lindenberg. Absolutely. Cody Lindenberg or Ja Joyner. I think those two guys show up. I think they get a lot of reps today. Cody Lindenberg has the talent to be the best linebacker that has played under Fleck and his coaching staff in his 11 years of being a head coach at the FBS level. And I think he's been showing more and more in the opportunities that he has that he is an absolute stud and he balls out. So I think he's a great leader on this defense. And I think he has the opportunity to do great things in this game. And then Josh Joyner, this, we've talked about how this offensive line for Syracuse is not very good. They gave up a ton of pressure against the quarterback and they give up a ton of home runs against the quarterback when it comes to sacking the quarterback. So I think Josh Joyner will be heavy in this game. I think his usage will be huge. I think he'll probably create the most pressures in this game. And I will pick those two as co-defensive players of the game. Um, And they do. They give out those awards usually at the bowl games of who is the offensive and defensive players of the game. So we'll see if we're right on this one. We might actually get to be proven right with this prediction. Now, who will be the most effective pass catcher? I'm going to go with Dalen Wright. I'm going to go with Dalen Wright. And I think a lot of people might be surprised by that. Our two pass catching leaders this year who were so close in neck and neck was Brevin Spanford and Daniel Jackson. I think both could be heavily involved as well, but I think Dalen Wright's going to hit a home run in this game when it comes to a big play, something that maybe wows or or inspires the Gophers fans as far as what these pass catchers look like heading into the next year. I think Athens chemistry with Dalen Wright was being shown more and more as the season progressed. And a lot of Dalen's bigger catches, better catches, longer catches in this season were all from Ethan Kalik who isn't afraid to throw that 50-50 ball and give him a shot. And Dalen isn't afraid to go up there and attack it, attack it at at it, high point the ball and win in a 50-50 situation. So I think that he is going to be the most effective pass catcher for the Gophers today. Now, will Mo break the records? He's away. For, he's shy of just two records right now. He's 58 yards away from the all-time rushing record set by Daryl Thompson. And then he's also 34 records away from the single-season rushing record, which I believe is held by David Cobb. Now, I think, honestly, Moe is going to break both of these records. You're telling me he needs 58 yards to break both. He's had over 100 yards in the uh, 11 games he's played this year he's had over 100 yards in 10 of them the only one he did not was the final game of the year where he also got a little banged up so yes I think he'll get over that 58 even if he is just playing in a half and so I'm excited for it for Mo to be um, multiple 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 program record and we'll talk about Mo specifically in an episode in this offseason some thoughts I have for you all and definitely some feedback I want from you all so we'll get to Mo more as we go but I think he'll definitely break the records today now, the next question I have is, will Zach Evans play in this game? A lot of fans are excited to see what is the future. What's going to happen with this running back room? We got one game in the season where we got to see six carries from Zach Evans, and he turned it into 30 yards and a touchdown, showed great burst, quick shift to the second gear in acceleration. I think we're going to see him again today. I don't know how much or at what capacity, but I definitely think that we'll see a bit from the true freshman today because he's able to keep his red shirt freshman status, even with the playing in this game. So I think that he will play, but who knows how much, hopefully a decent amount, a decent amount, maybe the whole second half, you let him kind of lead the running back room and still get those other guys in the room touches as well. But we'll see what happens there. And then who will be the biggest surprise player for the Gophers this week? I'm going to go with Anthony Smith. If Anthony Smith gets some looks in this game, which that could be a huge big if, But I think that they'll try to work in some younger guys in this, especially towards the latter half, if they can get it under control. And I think you maybe see looks from Anthony Smith and Devin Eastern. I think both of those guys could surprise if given bigger opportunities and they need bigger opportunities heading into the 2023 season, where I think they could be huge players for this roster. They have huge size, great size, great athleticism, and they could be absolute studs for this defense. That needs more people to step up to continue to be a top 10 defensive unit for the third straight year in a row. So I think both of them could be the surprise players of the game. Who scores the first goal first touchdown? I'm gonna to lock this one in as Mo. I think they give him his flowers, they send him off the right way, and I absolutely think Mo gets the first touchdown. And then what will happen at the quarterback position? That's the guess everybody wants to know. I'm hoping that it's the suggestion that we said that Tanner plays the first drive, maybe the first drive in the first play of the second drive, and then eighth and takes over from there. Do I think that's going to happen? I'm not 100% sure, but I do think you see both quarterbacks on the day and what capacity, I'm not sure. But we'll find out tonight. I'm excited. And it's not tonight. It's in the middle of the day. Enjoy it. Cheer on your Gophers one last time in the 2022 year. And then Happy New Year to you all. I think it's going to be a great new refresh for everyone out there. So use it to the best of your ability and continue to thrive and make it your best year yet. That's going to do it for us here on Locked on Golden Gophers. We're going to have another episode later this afternoon recapping what we saw in the Pinstripe game. But until then, row the boat, Sky Ema, go go.